Casey's going to be jamming on it. A sax. Oh. <laughs> is this the start of a... This is going to remind me like, it's, it's that or we're coming in like Beverly Hills Cop or Lethal Weapon, you know? Yeah, or like, like Family Matters. Like, relifted. Yeah. Right? I just, I don't know. It just cut, gives you good vision. Cut, cut, cut. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Bringing you the jams, bringing you the heat. Welcome to the podcast. I know what time it is. It's a good podcast, too. And what podcast is this? M-L-O. And here we go. We got a special guest today, guys. Heather Wisty. Say what up, Heather. What up, everybody? Yeah. Oh, we. This is probably one of the most highly anticipated episodes of the year, right, Casey? Absolutely. And I think with everything going on, it's a great one for people to jump in, listen, and watch. Yeah, especially, you know, this year's brought a lot of change, a lot of dynamics, a lot of variables to yes, relocating. So we brought Heather Wisty, one of the most dynamic relocation buyer agents. She's checking in from uh, Real Agent Now Group, located in Portland, Oregon. Um, also one of the rising stars on the Living in Portland YouTube channel where a lot of your business is sourced, correct, Listy? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. So say hello. Tell us who you are. Hey, guys. So I'm Listy here in Portland. Um, what do you guys want to know? <laughs> Everything um, about you. I know, right? Bring it down. Um, bringing it down. Right. Yeah. Born and raised Oregonian here in Portland. Uh, actually live on the west side in Beaverton. Love it. Nice. Um, I'm a mother, a You're wife. A mom. I am a mom. Mom of a twelve-year-old boy. Your son's like a, an all-star baseball player too. Yes. He's like, oh, he's there. He's what position uh, again? He plays catcher and second base. Nice. Just got batter of the year for summer baseball. That's a bingo. Yeah, yeah. That was one thing that held me back. I love second base, love catcher, but I couldn't hit the ball for crap. I was a yeah. bunter. Oh yeah. Well, Bunt, get on first. You base. would be a bunter. Oh yeah. You always got. You always have to have a bunter on the team. Yeah, you gotta have. Some, you gotta yeah. have that little guy that's just fast and like I just want. Casey steal was the bunter that <laughs> never got an opportunity to bunt. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, grab the Capri yeah. Suns, Carp. Yeah, we need yeah. some more water, Carp. Come on. Yeah, yeah. then he went to the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. To bring it all together, though, I personally know Listy very well, and she's done a fantastic job in 2020 executing over 30-plus relocation transactions from across the United States. So yes. you name it. Name a couple of your, your states. What? Oh, New York. New York. Florida. Arizona. Lots of people coming from California. Oh, Cali, uh, Washington yeah. D.C. That's that's some travel in there. That's some big I miles. Mean, that, you're talking. I mean, we have a buyer that just landed here from Puerto Rico. Also, I'm excited. Look about at that. that. We got some. Uh, yeah, international. Interna it's considered international. I mean, oh, still U.S. Still U.S. But yeah, but we'll call that international yeah, because we'll that's coming from. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, okay. that's amazing. You said yeah. that was thirty plus. Yeah. 30 wow. Plus. Yeah. Good job for 2020. Thanks. Are you wow. kidding me? Crushing that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So we're going to go over five main points because we could talk forever today, mm -hmm. right, Carp? We could talk. Oh, they know us. And we sit here and yeah, talk we for days. Jingle, jingle, razzle, dazzle <laughs> totally. over and over. But we're going to get hit five of the most important things when you're structuring a relocation. And this is mm -hmm. really important, everyone. Um, and this wasn't even on our show notes or our agenda, but I would just want to say, if you're not working with someone that specializes in in this process, moving from across the country, you're really putting your experience at risk. And a very common tell is people get a new job and yes. they are pushed into a box of like the employer servicing where it's like, hey, use this agent, use this service. And really, Listy, we never hear success stories from that opportunity. Yeah. Seems like a win, but... 
Like, tell us a little bit about that real quick, because yeah. that comes up a lot. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people will be relocating. Um, their employer hooks them up with a, a real estate agent that might not be familiar with their state, mm -hmm. our state, getting across country, all mm -hmm. the moving parts. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think finding somebody here local is your your best thing to do. I mean, they'll work with your real estate agent. They'll work with your relocation company mm -hmm. to help you. Yeah, I think uh, one of the best stories I have about that, and feel free to hit mm -hmm. in on that yeah. story time music is story time. You know, story producer time. Josh always has their back with yeah, that little. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What's it? Yeah. But, anyways, I had someone coming from Florida, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I know exactly who you're speaking about. I, I don't know if you know, but it could yeah. be a different one. But this individual was being completely set up with their employer on relocating, yes. the moving, the physical parts, the cars, the sellings, the this and that. Absolutely. And they're hitting me up and text whatever. It's like, hey, Addy, how much is it going to cost to like bring my car, ship this, move that? And Absolutely. I was just doing basic like on my phone Googling. Exactly. And I'm not even a real estate agent. I'm the lender, yes. right? And the, he was like, you've done more for me than my moving coach. Absolutely. And I go, what's a moving coach? Yeah. His new employer gave him a moving coach. I want a moving coach, but I, I don't know. No, you don't those. because they don't do anything. Yeah, they don't. You guys they could don't. be a moving coach. They, we could. You guys are a moving coach. I wonder if this moving coach probably did not Google like you. Uh, they, you learned more on Google. I'm still, I got a vision in my head, Kurt. Mm -hmm. Moving coach. And then I want one of those bomber jackets with my name. Like <laughs> yeah. Coach Addy. For sure. And then the yeah. back is like, we help you move, you know. Yeah. Something and this like is that. something you pay for as a client? No, no, yeah. it's a service. Oh, yeah. It's a benefit offered to make uh, it more appealing yes. for someone starting in a new job. Got but it. a relocation but, company will um, assist. Yeah, the story is it, horrible. Yeah. They, they don't do anything in it. Anyways, let's get into the agenda. Oh, and I okay. come back. I mean, on it too, you guys are touching on like I would imagine I'm putting myself in a cross country move. I would yeah. want an agent that knows the market I'm buying in, living in, mm -hmm. going to be growing up in, raising a family in, right? I mean, call it common knowledge or at least sense of security. Yeah. I'd want someone here locally helping me, correct? Well, Absolutely. and be so. wary yeah. of, of wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of people claiming they're a relocation. And just because Very you true. flew Southwest mm -hmm. once to go to Cleveland, Ohio, doesn't give you <laughs> any experience, dude. Totally. It's totally. real. Got it. That's but like, if you've done dozens of transactions, you live in the environment of the pressure of a family moving across the country, right? Let's Absolutely. And we'll, oh, let's go. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. There's, number there's one. We're going into number one, guys. The biggest point sure, that we man. put together. Listy, we're going to talk about your employment yes. for relocating, the job situation. Yeah. Boom. Go with it. Number one. Number one. So employment. So many people. Are you um, working remote from home? So you can now work anywhere in the U.S.? Fantastic. Big 2020 point. Yeah. Relocation. Big. That is mm -hmm. huge. Lots of people relocating because now they are going to be working remote more you know, are they or are, are they, they not? now all the time? So they have this opportunity to live wherever they want. So that's, that's awesome. That's, I love it. If you're that's just, scenario one, so we're getting a ton one, of people who are getting newly approved uh, remote work. Yep. Well, and, and you've seen companies put it out there for employers indefinitely, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, exactly. approved remote, remote yes. work indefinitely for the, yeah. so for the company. So that's want to go live where they want to live now because they can work from anywhere, which is fantastic. Um, number two is people um, are looking for a new type of employment. They mm -hmm, are changing mm -hmm. jobs. They're having to get a new job. They're having to get a new job. They want to mm -hmm. relocate to the area and they want to get a new job. This can 
you know, cause some hiccups in getting loans and you need to be really aware of, okay, is this a brand new job? Is this a new career? Like if you're changing careers and you're going into a completely new type of employment that you don't have a history and that can affect your loan. We'll get that dropping down lender. Some people don't realize that they're like, Oh, I got a job. Oh, but I haven't done that job for the last five years. This is something completely new and that affects you guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, we cover that in some of our other episodes and and putting a little bit of color to that. Mm -hmm. So approved remote work. That's, there's a couple different scenarios here. Number one, you have indefinite, approval to work remotely some people don't a lot of people think just because it's temporary that they can go live anywhere right now and that income still qualifies not necessarily so the verification of employment process right casey is going to be they want that verification of indefinite remote approval so that's scenario number one and then scenario number two to listy's point is they're needing to find a new job and there's a lot of little things there that you need to consult with your lender regarding the the storyboard and the timeline so that we can make at least as accurate as an advisement of what needs to be done because to your to your history note you might or might not need that it depends exactly. is it um do you have schooling or a degree for that certification right. uh industry specific this year has brought forth a lot of underwriting considerations mm-hmm. for employment based on the stability of the the industry right totally. yeah. you know sees candy shop doesn't show a bright future right now in the mall comparatively to you know a hospital ct scanner Two tour, in yeah. my apologies upfront for anyone that is a C's candy advocate <laughs> or employee. I wasn't trying to make less of that, no. but just we love give, our C's candy though. Great closing gifts, guys. Great closing gifts, Easter, yes. you know, stuff like but that. But reta- I mean, let's be honest, guys, some mm-hmm. retail stuff out there compared to medical, you know, or hospital, you know, I mean, that's just where it's at right now. The retail struggling mm-hmm. hospital stuff where it's at with our well, in Casey, too, we were we had this situation with a joint client is the self employment. Mm-hmm. Because is mm-hmm. that becomes even more complicated. A lot of people make that assumption. Oh, I've been doing this job. So I get all of my self. They might hit that two year self-employed taxes, all that stuff. But this, uh, the service is very important because it might need to demonstrate some consistency and revenue in the new uh, location. My example is um, online tutoring. Oh. Met a gentleman who's an online math tutor, right? Yeah, you can move from Denver to Portland because 100% of his uh, revenue on his self-employed taxes were all internet-based business. Yeah, but you can't be a a, a dog walker right mm-hmm. in Florida and come to the West Coast and assume that you're going to have the same dog walking business. That is not going to work. Right. That physical location discrepancy there is going to hang you up, right? I mean, you actually have to have a location. It's your business is coming from the surrounding area that you're living in, right? That's completely different for sure. If you're Mm -hmm. online, Online. no physical presence needed. And I'm not ruling out. And of course I got to throw in the compliance uh, riffraff here. Everyone is you know, subject to approval program specific, yeah. uh, the lender you're using the loan program, yes. a lot of different variables, but I'm just wanted to emphasize the point that you need to get with your lender and talk about that, that, that strategy there. Um, and it's easy to make assumptions as a client. You think it's it all right. Right. You think that you just started that Uber driving job and it's all mm-hmm. good. It's just, it's just stuff that you honestly need to have that conversation with your real estate agent and your lender, because 
honestly, we're the experts in it. And we'll be able to actually give you the proper advice, allow you to make that right decision. Well, and I like to see people have that conversation before they relocate because you would be surprised how many people I have show up here and, you know, they've sold their house, you know, mm -hmm. down in California and they're here and they're looking for jobs and they want to buy a house right now and they don't have a job or they're living in an Airbnb and they're kind of, they're kind of stuck. And that, we, that, you, I want you to have the conversation about employment point. with your real estate agent and your lender before you make the move. Hundred Before you make the before move. Before you make the move. Great That's why point. it's number one. To roll out that, to kind of conclude that first point, if you do have a job, because this is very common and a lot yeah. more positive. So say you get an offer. Hey, I got an offer at this new new job. Mm -hmm. You're going to want that employment offer, an official one that's got a couple different main things. The company header, um, a date, a start date, start and date. details to the compensation structure. And yeah. ideally, it's base, not performance. Because it's really important, guys, to have that offer letter and discuss with your lender to make sure that you're working on a structure of income that's qualifying. Absolutely. And that, that kind of gets the ball rolling. And right? have it be as detailed as you possibly mm -hmm. can on that letter. You know, mm -hmm. the more information we have, the better. If it's just like, hey, you're just going to get paid kind of whatever you get paid based off of however hard you work. Yeah. That's kind of hard for us to determine what the pay is. But if it's like, hey, this person's a $35,000 salary. And that's what the that's what the pay is. Great. We know the exact number. So Absolutely. if you can get that detailed, have those conversations, you are setting yourself up for success. success. So let's go to number oh, two. Yeah, that was good, guys. Yeah, good chiming there. The rhythm's yeah. the rhythm's nice. The pace is nice today. Uh, all right. <laughs> I like it. And and producer Josh doing a great job today. Oh, he's doing great. And we got Kanoa Dan. Kanoa's killing it too. He's running around with his photography. Yes. Professional photographer. Oh. Camera going on. Well, like the real thing Netflix is next. You keep talking about Netflix. Like, I'm just waiting for people to be like, yeah, Netflix like, is happening. Did you have a Netflix like marathon recently? Can I, you that I just want to get us on Netflix. That's my goal. Let's do it. Pushing for season uh -huh. two. All right. Interesting. Rolling in. You know, I think we've got a better chance of like Peacock, like something that's like kind of an off app. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe. They haven't All watched right. me and Eddie yet. That's true. That's true. So going to number two, guys. Number two. Where will you stay when you arrive? This is a big one because everyone wants mm -hmm. to talk about, hey, am I, and this is why, you know, Listy's going to bring in some great insight here on this yeah. because run with that, Listy. What are people asking you? What are the scenarios you're seeing? Because it, it, it's all over the place. Hey, we might yeah. come and rent. We might. Absolutely. So people, you know, they might show up here and they, they might need to rent, um, whether they're going to do it long term or short term. Most of the time they want to do it short term because right. they want to invest their money into a home. Mm -hmm, um, and mm -hmm. I get that. But then they're going to have to find somewhere to land. Um, do you want to get into a short-term rental? That's expensive. I mean, you've got first month, last month's rent. You've got security deposits, cleaning deposits. We are finding Airbnbs is a hot ticket right now, um, especially with the pandemic. I mean, think about all these Airbnbs that have lost so much revenue. I mean, there's no travel. People aren't traveling right now. They're not coming and vacationing. So these Airbnbs have lost revenue. So it's mm -hmm. opened them up to do a little bit of a longer term. So you can get an Airbnb like a month to three months. I have a client that, you know, rented it for six months um, and they were able to six make, months. Yeah. Six months, which wow. is great. But here's what's great about it. If people don't realize is the longer you stay at an Airbnb, you can start negotiating those rates with the owner. Yeah, buddy. So wow. you can save some money. Nuggets right here. This is what I love. So I am recommending mm -hmm. my clients to look into Airbnbs, save some money, save some time, mm -hmm. you know, 
It's big. What, I mean, that's what would you like, guys think, or what? What have you mm-hmm. guys seen? Uh, normal time someone would spend in this, let's call it in between, you know, situation. Well, mm-hmm. I well, or average. If they're, or if they're moving here, they're looking for a place to land to then start looking at homes to buy. They've departed their residence wherever they came from. They're here. Ideally, you know, they want to be thirty to forty-five days. You know, they want to be in and out quick. Okay. Um, I would say, on mm-hmm. average, it's about two months. Um, I would say sixty to ninety days is what I'm average. You know, seeing most of my clients in an Airbnb for. Okay, yeah. so then you probably want to mm-hmm. prepare yourself as a yeah. relocating buyer that you know you possibly could be spending anywhere. You know, from yeah. thirty to sixty to maybe ninety days, and in this mm-hmm. Airbnb or in between, you know, situation. Exactly. That's and, and that depends. Like, yeah, if you're coming here and you haven't started looking for homes. Right. That's what your average is going to be. Got it. But yeah, if you've already got it set, already up, got it set up, right, and we're in the process, process. maybe that's only yeah. a week or two yeah. weeks or something. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's good nuggets right it's there. A big, it's nice. a big nugget. It's something that wasn't around last mm-hmm. year because it's a supply and demand on temp housing. But I'd like to yeah. hit home more on the financing side with that. Guys, like if you're thinking about coming here and having that transition, you want to get to know the areas or whatnot. It's important because if you get into an apartment, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fees right now. With the uncertainty of the economy, landlords are layering tons of moving fees to high-end deposits, yep. no short-term. They want to lock that for a really long minimum of a year. In yeah. Yeah, cases. They're forcing those. Yeah, so it's just a great way to save money. And a lot of people we see you know, do the math. And they think they're going to stay somewhere. And then mm-hmm. they come running back and they're like, it's going to cost us three or four grand more to do it this way. Because yeah. just because all your stuff is now here or in your new place and you just got to move it, you know, cross city, it's still moving. It right. still yeah. costs money. So you're moving twice. Yeah. Totally. So a lot of people are trying to limit that and time more like storage units or pods and utilize what Listy is advising here with the the deals yeah airbnbs work with them just ask them you negotiate those rates it's fantastic i didn't even know that how cool is that right negotiate that down just gotta ask the questions you gotta go to them hey i'm looking to stay here for three months yeah let's make a little deal you know make a deal i see your lawn out there needs a little trim i'll get out there Mm -hmm. i'll mow that thing for you right now exactly no this is great god that's good information and i mean i did have some clients that came from washington dc and they were in their airbnb for just over two months and they actually had a they had a garage that was had a ton of room. They let them actually store their stuff wow. in the garage. Wow. So it worked out really well for them. That's huge. Yeah, that huge was benefit. that was huge. Now, is that gonna happen at every Airbnb? No, that's not gonna happen. But no. we lucked out with this one. I mean, it was fantastic that they had a place to to store their things until they, they could close on their home. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that that hits number th- number two, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go uh, number three. And this is a pretty big yeah. one. The communication between title agents, lender, the whole works, everyone working for you on the departing residence and the new residence. So this is specific for people that are selling a home and buying a new one, right? Yeah. Communication is huge. Um, You need to make sure you put like, if I'm helping you here with a home Mm -hmm. in Portland, I need to talk with your agent in California. I I mean, I'm going to want to talk with them before we've even made an offer. So that's when the communication starts. I want to know what's going on. Keep it going. But also the lender of the buyer of your, of your home. I like to be in communication. Where are we at? Is there any setbacks? Like, is everything on time? Because if that is not running smoothly down wherever you're coming from, it's going to affect us up here. So Mm. you really have to have that open communication between all parties that you're working with. Um, 
There's a there's a lot to that, Cart, because mm-hmm. if you're selling a home, obviously you're going to eventually move out. You're dependent on that equity yep. for the purchase of the new one. The time frames are extremely important. Um, so you're going to want to get with your lender uh, and a lender that understands that, you know, like we have to communicate with those people in the other states. So there's two teams and you've got to be proactive. And if you're not understanding, like getting all those documents from the sale and, and the urgency of a final settlement statement, which is required for the mm-hmm. purchase of the new one and the wire and all of the stuff, there's so many steps. It's one of the biggest things that, uh, that I see on relocation that makes the process a lot harder. So for sure. And I can only imagine, I mean, you know, communications imperative, especially for closing mm-hmm. real estate deals here locally. Mm-hmm. I mean, just locally, you're going to have buyer's agent, listing agent, uh, clients, lender, title officer, appraiser, home inspector. I mean, I can start racking these fingers off and those are all people and you can't hear us listeners, but that's five, 10 fingers I had holding up. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can't see us. But can you hear that? That was 10 fingers. That's 10, 10 fingers, if you can hear it. But that just means a lot of people are involved in that transaction. Yeah. There's a lot of hands going in. And now put it, you know, where you're going cross country. So we're dealing with New York or and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So what the, you know, listening to Addy or driving home to you guys is very important because communication all the way around can make or break your real estate deal, hands down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving parts. And things are done differently in different states. It's real estate. And like another, as ooh, another good point. Yeah. Cause so, you'll get some states that are attorney states. Absolutely. Yep. Attorney states, they do things differently and their attorneys are on their own timeline. Mm-hmm. And does that mean, and for anyone that might not know that, guys, is that uh, they only deal with attorneys? They're not dealing with title yeah. and escrow they're or they're dealing with both, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You're represented by your own attorney and you're not dealing with escrow, a third neutral party. Got it. You have somebody working directly for you. Another hand involved. So, but I think it's interesting. I'm surprised at how many transactions that I'm working with where I have another title company I'm working with on their departing residence and just trying to get the two escrow companies to communicate and talk to each other. And I'm, I'm a matchmaker. Mm. And then you got to make sure that everybody is communicating. It's not only am I talking to them, but you have to make sure title companies are talking and you just, there's a lot of moving parts. So talking right. with your lender, talking with your realtor. Cause you, yeah. yeah, like yeah. you're explaining, you could have your title could mm-hmm. be set up to two separate things. You could have mm-hmm. a title company, and you have a separate escrow officer. Mm-hmm. You can have those setups too. So yeah, yeah, uh, communication guys, I think it literally is one of the most, if mm-hmm. not the most important thing mm-hmm. during a real estate transaction. And I would be, I, I'm shocked at the number of realtors that I'm working with out of state that have people relocating. And I, I feel sad because they're a little uneducated on helping their sellers move and how many times I've had to step in to kind of help. Um, in several different situations, if something has happened on the transaction on the other side and mm. trying to come up with solutions. Yeah. If you're, so, if, if you're out there and thinking about moving, I highly, yeah. and you're talking to an agent, ask about their most recent relocation. If they're yeah. saying there and then ask for specific details, mm-hmm. you know, like totally. I mean, yeah. how many transactions have you done? Mm-hmm. How many relocation yeah. transactions have mm-hmm. you done would be a very important 
question. I mean, you want to you want to almost and tell me if I'm wrong, Listy, but don't you want to almost interview maybe your real estate agent I to make tell sure people too? Yep, absolutely. Like I would love to have a conversation with you, but I want you to have a conversation with another realtor too. You have to make sure it's the right fit. It's the right you know, match for you. Knowledge, uh, personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, you know, as much as we want to say every transaction is just, you know, unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, there's a lot, there's a lot of hiccups. And so I just want to make sure that you, you have the right agent representing you on both sides of the transaction. Yeah, and I work with a lot of channel partners. So if you don't have an agent in your state, you know, please let me know because I'm happy to, to, you know, connect you with somebody in another state that we work with. And that piece of it works really well really when you've well. got both your buyer agent in the new town mm -hmm. and the selling agent on the same page, yep. on the same team, they have the same set of experiences specific yeah. to the relocation. It, it's, it's awesome. You've yep. got, you've got starters on the floor yep. to put yes. the sports analogy. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you got starters on the floor. That's, That's a awesome. good one. Go. I was going to go with the analogy that, uh, you know, relocation is kind of like a road course, you know, that you race on because you've got yeah. different yeah. types of turns, left turns, right yeah. turns, hairpin turns. And mm. some of your Manila real estate transactions is like just a NASCAR super speedway where we're just straight with a 45 left turn constantly. Is That's hairpin about it. an actual driving term? Hairpin turn? Yeah, isn't it like a 180? I think maybe one eighteen. I don't know. Uh -huh. Not a race car driver. That's all right. Just a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mortgage advisor, first and foremost. She's a veteran. Veteran. There we go. Name we off love you. Yeah. No, I was just curious. I hadn't heard that one. The I want to use it um, more often. Yeah. Tight. Okay. So th this is probably going to get to closer to the bone of the stake here. Number four nice. being how to structure a competitive offer in your market. Because this yeah. is a big one. Um, and on, on my notes, I've hit the unfortunate reality that HGTV is not <laughs> accurate. Like I straight up put that, typed that in because let's see, run with that a little bit. <sighs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not. Like I feel really bad. You get people that'll call them, you know, they're calling from out of state and they're like, hey, you know, I want to live in Oregon and I want to be on a half an acre to an acre overlooking the river on a bluff. And I want my house to be 2,500 square feet. Jacuzzi tub. Jacuzzi tub. That's a thing. Yeah. Jacuzzi tub. Oh, oh, yeah. Soak all the way in. One, yeah. One uh, level, four acres. One level, yeah. And my budget's 350. Walking distance yeah. from local coffee shops. Yeah. And so you, totally. one, you need to know your market and what you, you know, you want that acreage or, you know, what well, you got to know you're off. You, you got to know your market and that when you go in and well, know, and the TV thing really, really quick. It's just, it's, the TV thing is not, you're, you're not going to get that for 350,000 people. That's what I'm saying. HGTV is not accurate. So, so I've got it, a quick, yeah. a quick story. So quick, quick story. We're, uh, we had HGTV Caribbean Life. Yeah, you did. Going one weekend while we're getting stuff done. Buy the island or not. This is how it goes. It's like, okay, we're looking at three to $400,000 homes. They go through the whole episode. And then they sit down, you know, they're doing the corny little like island drink with the huge pineapple sundays. The the oceans going in the background, the breezes up. You know, the husband's got the Tommy Bahama that's one size too big. Rocking it like Casey with three buttons unbuttoned. Oh yeah. Yeah, chest hair flapping out of 
and the agent's <laughs> like, well, you know, all prime and proper. So um, what do you guys think? Well, we're going with Big Blue. Oh, that's great. What do you think? It's offered at 400. And like, we think we're going to come in at 191. And you just yeah. see the agent like, well, that's a starting point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, it's just yeah. one of those things where it's like, guys, that's not happening. Yeah. The low ball, the, it's supply and demand. It's Absolutely. not personal, and we make fun of it, but yeah. and I'm, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of HGTV over here, guys. I mean, my wife watches it constantly, but you just have to know markets. you got to understand, yeah. right? Like when we're showing Texas and stuff like that, that's a completely different market than Oregon or Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. And you got to understand that yeah. TV show, showing the truth of it isn't sexy and entertaining, no. so it's going to be no. kind of... Put- <laughs> Wait, that's... That's, oh, not real. that's not real. I had to Go pay. On. I had to pay sales price. That's the end of the episode. Like people yeah. aren't pressing next after yeah. that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. might press next if it just bombed, but I'm in real estate <laughs> and I find that interesting. So, <laughs> so I just think I like, put it back to the importance of understanding the market. What what are houses going for? Exactly. So give us some examples of. What, uh, what's going on in this market yeah. that you're planning? You know, well, right now our inventory is low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so it is a seller's market and they are getting top dollar and we've got multiple buyers, meaning multiple bids over asking. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be competitive and we've got to be creative, um, when making our offers and it's, it's been huge. It's uh, been really big. Yeah, it's been big. Um, again, this is where your agent comes in and you got to make sure your agent is in there t- discovering what the sellers need, what's mm-hmm. going to make your offer stronger. Um, obviously, you know. A lot of people, you know, let's say your escrow closes in 30 days, you know, are the, is the seller going to want to move out on the day that they close Mm. and move right into their home? They probably need a couple extra days. So finding out if the seller is moving in right away, do they need a couple extra days of rent back? Mm. You know, totally being competitive offer, offer some free rent back for a week or two. I mean, that can add a ton to your offer. It's something super simple. Mm-hmm. It really is. That, that's just an example of one thing to add to your offer to make it competitive competitive in this multiple. Yeah. I, I think offers. what you're saying is like you do a great, really good job at the discovery process yeah, yeah, from the yeah. seller's point of view. Yeah. I think a lot yes. of buyers look at it from their point of view, which is it very is, natural, right? Which we is all natural. Do. Like me, what can, what can I get? And, and as your agent, I am there to help you, but. If you want this house in this type of market here that we're in right now, we mm. need to figure out what does the seller need so mm-hmm. we can make you more competitive to make your offer accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The rent back thing is is really big mm-hmm. right now because guys, something that's different with 2020 case, and I know yeah. you and I talk about this all the time. Totally. So many more offers are contingent now, which means mm-hmm. they can't buy until they sell, but there's a lot of fear to go on the market until there's uh uh defined home or a new place so if you're non-contingent that plays into a huge factor and if you can give the people that you're buying a house from that rent pack that little wiggle room super appealing that gives them time and going up to some of our other points we're taking advantage of a short-term airbnb and timing everything accordingly Mm -hmm. there's a lot more logistics to it than one might think right casey yeah absolutely and especially there's just stuff moving around guys. And I mean, you know, when, when you're working with people that have your back or at least looking to try to, you know, help you get this offer accepted. I mean, we're looking beyond rather just putting it on paper and putting it on the table. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I have, we have it marked here. I'm sure you might've rolled into it, but it's like, 
how would a seller know yours is different than anybody's? Mm-hmm. You know, you just said, Listy, right? We have a bunch of offers going on these. Bunch of offers. So it's yeah. like, what what's separating, you know, Addy and Listy's client on paper rather, That's you know, from these other 10. And so, you know, right. it's, it's, I think it's something that, you know, from your competitive offer standpoint, h- how would you guys approach that? Or what's a better, oh, absolutely. What's, what's the strategy for you guys One, there? Communicating back to what we've already talked about is communicating. You've got to start communicating with that seller mm-hmm. agent, you know, finding out what works for them. But also not only me, but Addy as a lender, mm-hmm. you know, one, I will say really fast, when working with a lender, make sure you're working with a local lender, people. Mm-hmm. It speaks volumes to an offer. And I know, Addie, you, mm-hmm. in fact, on many deals that you and I have worked on, you call the selling agent directly and mm-hmm. have a conversation on the buyer's behalf. And you don't find that happening with other lenders. And you'll do it on the weekend. Yeah. What lender do you find working on a Saturday night at 8 p.m. when I've submitted an offer is picking up the phone and calling the agent mm-hmm. and having a conversation on behalf of the buyers and, you know, where they stand, you know, financially mm-hmm. and how strong that this loan is. That's mm-hmm. huge. Um, you're not going to get that from a lender that you found online that's, you know, on the other side of the country and they're, you know, working East Coast hours. That's a really it, good it, it point. Makes a huge difference. And just to put it out there because, you know our audience is all across the United States. So the, the big takeaway that I can't say, you know, I can say what Casey and I would do to calling in advance, introducing and testing, but if you're going to do anything used to Listy's point, use that local lender lender. because it's just to give a little bit of framework, Mm -hmm. like with how busy it is with lower interest rates, refinances, Mm -hmm. a hot interest rate market, low inventory across the nation, supply and demand, right? Historic volumes. (laughs) I'll just put that historic <laughs> volumes out there. Just guys. that yeah. hammer down. We need a short little three second yeah. clip. I want to get that. People sound. need to understand that historic yeah. volumes. This isn't one transaction happening in a month. These are thousands of transactions happening a day. This yeah. is big. So if you're using somebody, say you're buying a house on the East Coast and you're going to use a lender in the Midwest, where do you think they're going to put their attention to? Probably the Midwest area deals prior to the mm-hmm. ones that they have zero consequence if it yeah. doesn't you know, have good communication or close on time. You don't right? see me. I'm in another state, you know, yeah. what is that? What did I always uh, say in the Navy? Uh, out of sight, out of mind. That, that's what you said in the Navy. Oh yeah. If they didn't see you, how are they going to put you to work? <laughs> out of sight, out of mind guys. But seriously, Proud it's easier to, to stay be in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, wow. guys, if, if you're sitting back in a, in another state though, I mean, really though, Addy makes a great point. Are you focusing on your transactions in that state right. over, you know, the, the deals you have in outside mm-hmm. states? Most likely, or obviously we're not going to speak for people on that, but mm-hmm. let's, let's use some common sense and think about it. So it probably would be good. Maybe someone local, local be but with. I also there, I mean, I know here in Oregon, supporting local speaks volumes. I mean, that's just a thing that we do in the Pacific Northwest. You try to support local and that speaks kind of volumes also, I think. To the community. I want to hear before we close out this yeah. segment, I want to hear your story, Listy, about the individual who wasn't a local lender and didn't have the license. Yeah, that was bad. Hit me with some story. Wow. This is a biggie. Bad. This is a biggie this that deserves a story time music jingle. Story time. This yeah, story time. Nice. Um unpack it. I know. Had wow. a uh buyer from Arizona. Um, moving up here. Actually, they were buying a rental up here, um, which is great. 
and they wanted to use their lender. Um, a buddy, know. a friend, a colleague, someone uh, they met on the yeah, trails a hiking. Little buddy, a friend, <laughs> friend wanted to help. Friend wanted to help them, and um, didn't tell them that they were not licensed here um, in the state of Oregon to do loans. So that? instead of not telling, keep in mind, wow. we're in the middle. We are in the middle of a pandemic. When this is going on, we're still in a pandemic, but pandemic started you know we're talking government offices are closed currently you know so to long story short the lender didn't want to tell them so he just decided he was going to apply to become a lender in oregon well the offices are delayed the things are closed down you can't just snap your fingers and get your you know lending license in oregon from arizona this guy was trying to get his license before no one the on transaction closed yeah, so no he one could on be like team had the license escrow had, we had already been, we got we were in contract we had sent prelims this guy this guy waited two and a half weeks be- into the transaction before he told anyone and handed it off. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm calling daily, calling for updates, trying to communicate. I'm texting. I'm blowing his phone up, texting, emailing, calling, and I'm getting no answers. I'm now setting the buyers like sicking in them on like a dog on them. Like, yeah. hey, you got to call your friend. He is not answering me. This is when it all comes out and he passes it off to somebody else. This guy has to start from the beginning. So now we are two and a half weeks delayed in this transaction starting from the beginning. So we're supposed to close in two weeks. And guess what? Now we're not closing for another, you know, 30 days. You know what blows my mind on that one is like the fact that at least I know on most systems in order to demonstrate loan estimates or pricing quotes, you need your license to tie in to obtain that pricing or it won't let you. So I remember this particular situation where they came to me with some like very aggressive interest rates that like, well, can you match or beat this? And it just was like, no, wait, I don't do that. We have really good rates. This just doesn't seem right to me. Right. Yeah. And I do this with all my clients. Like people know I'm not pushy. I'm like, Hey, you can use whoever you want. I know my service level is good. I know my interest rates are very competitive, but how was that mortgage advisor even putting together quotes compliantly if they don't have the license in the state? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There should have been no pricing for that guy. Uh, Here's what's even better. The loan officer that took over the transaction. Yeah. We were delayed even more mm. because he forgot to lock the rate. Oh, I forgot to lock it. Mm. Yeah. He forgot um, to lock the rate. In. All right. Yeah. So we yeah. got a story yeah. here of a guy that person, whoever it was, mm-hmm. person f- did something I'm going to call just straight up illegal. You cannot, you can't do yeah. a loan in a state if you're not licensed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You got a guy out there doing that. Mm -hmm. You got another person out here who's not locking clients' rates in or forgetting to do that, right? That's a major point. So, Mm -hmm. and these are the people out there that people, you know, are choosing, right? To do their real estate transaction, guys, please interview who you're working with, multiple people. And then if you have no idea, I'm going to give you a number right now to reach out for free advice. And what is this number, Addy? This is 503-VIP-9038. And yeah, Addy. that VIP is 847. So it's 503-847-9038. We'll throw it up on the board. Producer Josh, give us the people you get to call, text. Yeah, guys, yeah. take that opinion. for your advantage because what Lissy's telling you guys here is is real. This happens to people in okay. real estate, and that is it's horrible. That breaks our heart because we know the service we put in, and we know where we stand against competition. Obviously, we're here, they're there, mm-hmm. but that's not. we're not talking yeah. about that right now. But people that need to have given the right advice so they make the right decision with their purchase is paramount. And if you're in this industry and you're fine with 
doing illegal stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm not having that. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, I don't want Casey to start sweating because I don't have any towels. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep her cool. Casey's coming down. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep. But do the right thing for your client. But yeah, yeah just you hit us up I, on that VIP line if you need a second opinion. Even if, like, you know, yeah. it's it's a safe island. You know, it's a safe island. It's a safe island. It's a safe place. Grab a drink. Grab a drink. It's a safe island, man. It's, it's, and what are we? And, what is that? It's, it's, a family box what was that the parent the meet the parents it's a safe space right oh, safe space. Uh, oh, circle, of, circle, trust. circle, circle of, trust. of trust guys yeah, circle i thought of you were to say tiki and bar and i i mean i will i call addy on deals that you're not the lender on and i wish you were and you walk me through some things because i'm like wait a minute like hey well, here's it's our re- scenario it's it's just important hey we've got our yeah. people's back but also too like yeah. a lot of the stories are great for the podcast like we come up with some videos yeah. just <laughs> videos and titles but, yeah. what stories are what they come from the truth or something mm-hmm. that's happened something that's real i love yeah. the stories i love the fact that you brought those up it's even though they're truth not if it's based on a true story that, w- that know, yeah, it could be a made up true. story i guess but we tell that the truth here <laughs> so yeah sorry the truth. Got stories for days but it's like that you know even though it's not the most positive thing yeah. like it's real it's though real. guys what and is, that is huge information to know what is positive is that they had a real estate agent that knew what they myself were doing that yeah. saved the deal absolutely and even though we closed 30 days late I still got it closed. You got it done. And it takes people that are committed and specialized and are very good at communicating to be the gorilla glue of situations. Yeah. Keep it all together. So let's kind of bring into our last point. um, Number five, the roadmap to scheduling your move. Wait, hold on. I want to go back. Whoa. I want to go back. I'm not done. We got four. I mean, we talked about competitive offers, but one thing I just want people to be aware of when making a competitive offer is Think about when you're asking for closing costs. Oh, nice. This is really important, you guys. One of the most sidestep. I mean, obviously, as your realtor, I want to save you as much money as I possibly can. If I can get you closing costs, I'm going to negotiate those. We're going to we're going to try everything we can to make it happen. Because I want you to keep the money in your pocket too. You got to go to Target and buy some new things for the house to decorate. (laughs) You want new furniture. I get it. I'm going to try to get those closing costs in your pocket to stay there. Nice. But in this market, sometimes paying your own closing costs, not asking for the seller concessions is huge. Um, You want your offer to be as clean as possible. That's going in Mm -hmm. with your down payment, paying your own closing costs, Mm -hmm. 30-day close. I just want to be really candid about that because that's huge right now. Um, Offers not being accepted. I think you you made a good point there too, Lissy was, I mean, you're seeing multiple offers, right? I mean, several offers on a Mm -hmm. transaction. Well- you know, Mr. Buyer out there, what if the other, you know, there's five offers, the other four don't have closing costs. You're the only one that has closing costs. Yep. Probably, you know, might hinder on the competitive advantage. But like this saying, as I crash the mic again, the importance of having a real estate agent that knows that will go to battle, figure that out, uh-huh. you know, yeah. pick that seller's brain and kind of figure out, okay, this is our play guys. Mm-hmm. And we got it. That's who you need on your side. Yeah. Well, and I think too. There's a lot of way to structure a loan and it comes up to having a lender who who cares and it's going to go the extra mile. Right. Right? I intentionally take on less business so I can give more attention, especially to first time home buyers who don't understand the process. But everyone knows my story from past episodes. It is important though to have a lender who's going to calculate those closing costs for you so you understand and also give you a couple different ideas. Because one example is like, well, I don't have closing costs, right? So that's a whole, totally different dynamic and strategy that needs to be 
discussed between mm-hmm. the agent and the lender. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of ways you need to know for every house because the closing costs are going to change. They're going to change to the insurance, to the property tax assessment, what time mm-hmm. of year, what county, what state. Yes, sir. There's going to be a lot of different factors. So before you put in, you need to know as close to possible what what it generally is going to be. So you can create an offer that is competitive because there's a lot of times people are like dead set on doing X amount down, but we might be able to go a little bit less, utilize some structuring and have essentially the same amount monthly payment and funds to execute paying your own closing costs. Right. So that communication is really important. Um, Lastly, on that point, I want to debunk a myth. A lot of people are confused, especially first-time home buyers. They think that you can finance your closing costs, meaning they think that you can just negotiate an accepted offer, paying your own closing costs, come to Adinet as a lender and be like, great, can I take out another one for the closing costs? It sounds funny. Yeah. A lot of people think that, but yeah. they don't know what financing their closing costs really is. Yeah. So the only way that you can finance your closing costs is in to the mortgage is when you have interest party credits. So either seller credits or seller concessions, or you have credits from your lender. So there are caps and limitations to how much you can have as a credit, but essentially in a hot market, you are say closing costs are 10 grand. You're going to offer 10 grand over and ask those sellers to pay $10,000 back. So it's a wash essentially. But I really wanted to know is because a lot of people think that you can just put it on your credit card. Exactly. Well, and first time home buyers also a lot of questions is they think their down payment includes closing costs. They don't realize those closing costs are additional on top. So I just want to make point that out. Really down fast. payment, closing costs, cash to close. Yeah. Calm yes, sir. Yeah. It, so it, it's confusing. Um, yeah. So for sure, we, I mean, a lot of people want to have their closing costs paid for and you financing sure. them in and financing them in is, you know, at, let's say they're 10,000, you give the seller 10,000 extra dollars mm-hmm. on your offer. So basically you're financing it in by giving it to them, you know, giving them 10,000, but then they're going to give you a credit back for that 10,000. So yeah. And also manage your expectations on the search level too, because say you're, you're, you're pre-approved for 375, right? You need 10 grand in closing costs. It's a hot market. Everything's going over. Yes. Hold back secretariat, the horse, and look at 350 because you're going to need 10 grand over Mm -hmm. on the average plus another 10 plus above a buffer. You know what I'm saying, Case? Yeah, and I think think you you need to understand the market, right, and the area you're buying because when it's hot like it is here in Mm -hmm. Pacific Northwest and we got multiple offers, if you're coming in with just the minimum, guys, most likely other people, there's other offers on if there's multiple offers yeah. that might have, you know, more money down or, you know, a little bit more skin in the game. You guys have to realize that your offer isn't the only offer, most likely. So uh, however we can structure it, however yeah. we can, you know, make it work for you, we're going to go to bat. But we're in a market where it's it's competitive and there's other offers. It is competitive. Here's a, another thought really just kind of throw out to you guys is when we have multiple bid offers and you're going above asking already and you're going to offer them even more on top of it because you want to finance in those closing costs. Where are the comps at? What happens when appraisals come? Great. You can run into an appraisal issue that if your house doesn't appraise out, let's say you offer four hundred and it only, you know, because you off you asked for those closing costs. So that ten thousand credits there, and let's say it comes in at three eighty, you're twenty thousand 
below. Yep. You know, so we have an issue there. So the first thing that's probably going to happen is those sellers are going to come back and be like, we're not going to pay your closing costs because you need to come down. You know, mm-hmm. you, you overbid yeah. and, it, so, and that's real stuff. what, what Lissy's yeah. saying too. Cause I, I've, I've seen it on a couple of our transactions. It wasn't necessarily yeah. closing costs, just multiple offers. Right. So yeah. it ended up going higher. You know, people, you know, people really higher. wanted the house. Yeah. So they went five higher than the next person. The next person went five higher than that mm-hmm. person. Right. Um, I can't remember the numbers, but let's just say it was, 30 grand higher or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right though, is there comparable sales to match yes. that price now that we've agreed upon? Because uh, unfortunately, a couple of situations, there were ones close, not that high. And so yeah. appraisal value came in lower than what the purchase price was because that's just what the comps yeah. were. So yeah, great point. So I've had people that I know are going to be working in their closing costs. They're mm-hmm. going to, you know, offer higher to have those. And we've started looking at some price points that are a little less. So I know we have some room to move, Smart. but also I know where the comps are at and I know that we're going to, you know, appraise out. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to put you guys in that situation, but just be Big aware step. of that. Yeah, that's very smart. That's a can, smart play. You though. can, you know, a house is four hundred. You can, you can ask, offer as much as you want, but if it doesn't appraise out, you got issues. So yeah, you, just you, be aware. You can buy the four hundred thousand dollar house for five hundred thousand all day long, yeah. but it probably is going to value at four hundred thousand because yeah. that's what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, and just kind of sliding to home on that one. Reference our appraisal episode from season one. Yes. It was a COVID remote with Craig Black. Yeah, that was a that was a great episode, guys. I mean, we yeah. had an, an a licensed appraiser on the show. Went into all the meat and potatoes. It was good. Yeah, he said he's uh he said he's gonna come back for season two Sweet. in studio. Um, that's gonna be good. That's so, gonna be good. Are we good on good. transitioning? Good. We pulled yeah, a little e brake and and you turned that a returno as they say in Mexico. Um, <laughs> but no, that was. Solid, solid, solid. So let's yeah. go to five. We're going to conclude with the roadmap to scheduling your move. This is Absolutely. really big. So talk, Listy, talk from the first call, like video conference to virtual tours. Give me like oh, experiencing buying a house with Listy. So the first thing I always do with all of my buyers, um, I do a Zoom call. So before mm-hmm. even the pandemic hit, um, our team, Real Agents Now, the YouTube agents, we do Zoom calls with our buyers. One, we want to get to know you. And that's the best way to do it is face to face. And if you're out of state. I want to get to know you. I really want to find you. Uh, (laughs) So that's important. We start building that relationship. I I just want to learn about you, what you're looking for. I mean, why you want to move to the Pacific Northwest? What neighborhood vibe are you looking for? What are you looking for in a house, bedrooms, Mm -hmm. bathrooms, square footage, just, you know, everything. Um, I want to hear about your job. I want to hear why you're living, you know, why you're leaving Arizona or Florida or New York or what, what, why are you coming here? Like, I just want to hurricane that. Yeah. Give us um, the story. Right. Exactly. Um, so you guys are I, kind of having like a really nice face to face, virtually face to face, in depth initial consultation. Absolutely. Raw, raw, yeah. Raw. Yeah. It's, and it's good. Um, I try to get a lot of people out here to visit. Let's do some neighborhood tours, check out, you know, the, all the different quadrants um, here in the Portland area, but also up in. The Vancouver area, we have a lot and of And that's big, guys. It, when you're going to another place, utilize someone that's really, and that's what I love, yeah. with your approach, you know, born and raised, you understand the areas. Yeah. And that's, people most commonly want to know about that. That's why they Absolutely. watch your YouTube videos. Yeah. They watch uh, Jesse Jackson, you, Jessica, looking and showing all these different places so they can get real insight and match their lifestyle. Yeah. 
yes. to the, the neighborhood. We're super candid. I mean, we're real people. And I'm going to tell you how it is. Um, you know, so we like to go out and watch our videos because we, we have some great videos. Addie's on some of the videos mm. as well. You have a you, saying, though. You talk more people out of buying. I do. I do. Because I'm so, I, I am honest and, mm -hmm. and super candid. Um, what I never thought I would do was sell homes virtually. And even, yeah, what's that like? Yeah. So handing somebody keys to see their house in person for the very first time when I'm handing them keys after it's closed is actually happening. I've closed several this way. Um, you never saw the client virtually. Yeah, virtually. Do you have like a calls, selfie stick? And you're like... Yes. So, you know, we start with our Zoom call and then, you know, some people were planning on coming out and looking for homes and then the pandemic hit and they couldn't come out, you know, yeah. it just, it couldn't, and they weren't expecting to buy virtually. Some are just like, Hey, yeah, I'm totally open to it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm not going to make it out there. Um, so those calls, I spent a lot of time talking about areas, neighborhood vibe, Got dialing it. and getting a feel. What, what do you do outside of work? Like, you know, do you want to walk to the park with your dog? Do you want to go down, yeah. and, you know, to your local, you know, schools. coffee shop? Yeah, schools is huge. One. Schools mm. is huge. So um, once I've dialed them in, um, I start sending them homes. They send me homes. I'm very honest. Like if they send me a home that's in an area you don't want to be in, I'm going to be like, yeah, no, that's a little, it's some riffraff over there. We're not going to, we're not going to go over there. <laughs> yeah. Cause these people so, don't know the locations. Like they you don't do. know the mm -hmm. location. So I'm super honest. Um, but we will go check out homes. I FaceTime them. Um, I will, I, I have literally got down cause they'll, people are funny with the questions they have. Does the carpet smell? I will get on my hands and knees and smell the carpet for you. I do it. I know it sounds so random, but they're like, you got to, you have to because they're not there to experience. But I am going to show the, you everything about the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm going to point out. Mm -hmm. That's why I talk people out of homes more because I'm so honest and I'm doing it virtually. I have to be yeah. honest and candid. That makes the difference. That well, makes the yeah. Difference. So, uh, yeah. You're caring about your clients. Yeah. You but, know, I mean, that's that's the truth, right? Yeah. And, I mean, But I showed them their neighbors. I hold my phone. Show yeah. them the neighbor's yard. Here's what you're looking at. Here's what's looking in your window. Yeah. She's all looking through streets. garbage. <laughs> I have, you and know. And you don't just notice the window, or yeah. the neighbor that's just hiding behind the curtain staring at you. Totally, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'll bring my kiddo with me sometimes on these tours, and, and then he'll hold the phone out the window when we drive around the neighborhoods and that's show fantastic. them virtually, just so they get a feeling, or we'll walk down, like if they're totally. looking for, you know, the urban lifestyle where they want to walk down to the coffee shop or go have a drink, I'll show them where that's at, so. Um, yeah. Anyways, and it, guys, uh, just, you know, we're talking relocation here. So if you're, yeah. if you're relocating from one state to another state, buying property mm -hmm. is what Listy and we're diving into. If you're just jumping in and listening to us, yeah. but think about that. You're in a different state. You can't see the neighborhoods. You can't smell the air, yeah. walk it. And she's doing everything possibly to give you that experience virtually. Yeah. That's today's world guys. That's huge. It is. It is huge. Obviously I would love for you to come here and yeah. buy your home, but it does happen virtually. And I am now that the pandemic is just something we're living with. More people are taking the time to come up here and I'm trying to get them into their neighborhoods and mm -hmm. show them the neighborhoods. And even if they're, you know, not buying for six months or to a year, at least I'm starting to pinpoint the areas that they like and don't like, which is fantastic. And then if they end up buying virtually, I have a better idea. They've been here and I can be like, okay, totally. remember what that huge park we were at over in Northeast, you know, Portland, right. This is where mm -hmm. that house is located. I can, you know, make those connections, connections with them, which is, is fantastic. Um, but 
as far as the roadmap, I really need flexibility. I mean, that's really important. Um, you know, let's say we find a house, you you get into contract, you know, we're communicating, mm -hmm. obviously, almost on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you know, back and forth on what's going on. But once you get here, let's say we are scheduled to close in 30 days. So um, let's say we're, we're closing 30 days from today. Okay. Don't have your moving truck plan to be at your house in 30 days from today. Like, I just need some flexibility. Yeah. I just want to be honest with that roadmap. Like, but they always got it planned yeah, that day, Listy. They do. Everybody, like, oh, my closing day is on, you know, October. Oh, October yeah. You got 22nd. the U-Haul coming, Comcast, yes, PGE, so. the fence is being built, the roof is being yeah. patched, new gutters, painters. Yeah. <laughs> on the day we're trying to fund and record and yeah. do everything. And there's so many variables so, to this year. Like anything could happen. You never know. Like we've had fires, evacuations, mm -hmm. title company holdups, bank wire issues. With employers major, come down and say, hey, sorry, can, your job is gone. Right. Or yeah. you can't get a hold of that, HR because they're working remote and they're too busy sipping on Sato St. Michelle and watching The Bachelorette. Yeah, they are. So that's, I mean, I feel bad bringing this up as a huge point, but the roadmap, it's the very end that's really important to talk about. Because mm. hiccups do happen, and obviously we want to close in 30 days, and hopefully we'll be closing on that 30 day. But even then, a lot of people will be like, my moving truck is showing up at 10 a.m. Well, probably not going to be funded and recorded. I can almost guarantee you, you're not going to be funded and recorded by 10 a.m. You're and looking at, at closing closing days. If everything's yeah. going well, you you typically get keys at the very end of yeah. business. Everyone, like the people don't. Uh, remember even though they're typically told and explained yeah. don't remember that you don't really have accessibility till end of business and there's certain times yeah. where unfortunately title and county might miss that mark it doesn't happen yeah. a lot yeah. but we had it happen last week where yeah. the title company just couldn't get it done couldn't get it they either they they had their excuses but they said county was slow or the, the wire didn't come in or whatever the, really people yeah. are human and make mistakes and the flexibility piece that yeah. list he's hitting home Let's just alleviate stress and give that yes. bumper, right? Yeah. So that's like Huge. the important about the roadmap is just being flexible and understanding some things can happen. And just when you get, you know, to wherever you're relocating, plan on a hotel or an Airbnb, my mm. favorite thing, Airbnb, um, just for a couple Such days, a just to make sure, you know what? Hey, if I don't close on this day and I'm, I'm coming up from California on this day, I'm arriving the day we're supposed to close, mm -hmm. just plan on having a spot like a hotel or an Airbnb for a night or two or three Mm -hmm. And having your moving truck come, you know, a couple of days later, just to make sure there's no hiccups, because there's nothing worse. And I've had this happen. There's nothing worse than your house didn't close today there. You know, the wire wasn't received or mm -hmm. your employer did not call back and, mm -hmm. you know, verify that employment that mm -hmm. you're still employed, yeah. um, you know. So the industry is changing. The industry is changing, and so just you know, things happen. But these moving trucks show up, and guess what? They're they're not going to wait. They're just going to unload it in the driveway. Like literally, I had that happen. They they just started, and it was at a it was at a townhome. So mm -hmm. there thought there was no garage. There was carport, and they literally started unloading because they had nowhere to go. And I couldn't get early occupancy. They were mm -hmm. like the seller was not going to have it. And I'm like, no, 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 talking to the the people unloading the moving truck and mm -hmm. making like finding a place for it to go. Um, and, you know, it, it's extra costs. It costs you more money when you can't unload when you're telling these people that they're, they're going to unpack their moving mm -hmm. truck for you on closing day and then mm -hmm. they can't do it.
And it's, it's on the first of the month, cost, right? Yeah, it's going to cost you more money. So really, <laughs> yeah. think about that. Save yourself some money because if they show up to unpack you and you can't let them unpack for 48 hours, you're going to be charged for another two days while they hold your stuff and then have to come back fees. out. So just be flexible. It's yeah, This is a great episode. Um, I, I, I feel good that we've experienced the most highly anticipated episode of season one. For sure. Because this is... Yeah. Um, this is such a great, great, great breakdown for people, not only if you're coming cross country, but locally, like think about yeah. what you can do to make this process easier. And I think we can slide into a close here and summarize. Totally. And what do you think, Carp? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just a good episode for people to understand the complexity of it. It's so mm -hmm. complex. People don't mean to make mistakes or do something without consulting, but that's a human nature. You think it's fine and you make a, you make a decision or choice and you're running with it. But right. guys, please, we stress the importance. Don't make any decisions first. Talk to somebody mm -hmm. that you know is, you know, licensed, local, knows the transaction. Just ask them how many transactions they've done on the specific that transaction you're doing. Mm -hmm. Relocation. VA, whatever it is, just tell me how many transactions you've done. That'll help you guys a lot for yeah. buyers. Yeah. And I'm so feeling this out, B. You hear that? I yeah. like it. I think it's slowly up to drop some bombs. Dropping some big one. Guys. Producer Josh and Kanoa, let's hit those fives from the top really quick. You got know your employment situation. Get with your team. Number two, where are you going to stay? How are you going to negotiate that? Avoid unnecessary cash and fees for temporary housing. Uh, supply and demand in the vacation market is huge, so work that there. Uh, we've got employment, know your comp structure, that start date, yeah, remote, how much you're getting things. paid, yeah, absolutely. Communication between title agents, people on your old house, your new house, really big. Number three was communication. Yeah, I got those numbers. Yeah, sure. for, but thanks for tying yeah. me in. Pinging it back over though how to structure a competitive market know know your areas know yeah. know how to be competitive know what your offer looks like from the point of view of the seller yes sir understand closing costs work with the team that cares about you and giving you straight we care. forward <laughs> yes we do <laughs> Uh, then to kind of summarize, flexibility is the biggest king not only to the yeah. experience of your home buying home selling process but Man, the stress. Life. Be flexible. Life, Be flexible man. flexible and <laughs> Go with you're going to win. Wisty, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, guys. We enjoy you always. Absolutely. Thanks Gosh. for having me. So let's Blown hit away with the information. Once again, Casey, let's give them the classic. You have been listening to MLO. And we truly appreciate you guys. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you grab them podcasts, don't forget we be on YouTube, Facebook. Facebook and we just got on Amazon. We're on Amazon. Yeah, that's yes, a new sir. launch, guys. Hit us up on this podcast. And if you're a watcher, not a listener, you should listen. And if you're a listener, not a watcher, you should come watch us. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, everyone. And uh, I guess till next time, everyone, we will catch you later. Check you later.